I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. There's crickets. <laughs> and birds. A bird flew past. And... <laughs> That's totally great. Yeah. So, a little bit of housekeeping up front. Friends, this is a podcast, and you're listening to it, and it would be really great if you could do a few things for us so that other people who could benefit from hearing our stories can find us more easily. And the first thing is, if you're listening to us by way of iTunes, you give us a star rating and a review, however many stars you think we deserve, and make words in that little box underneath the stars is even better to help people find us. You know, just a sentence or two about what we do and what you think about it. There's your sentence prompt from the teacher. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and when they write a comment in the box, what does that do? That lets other people know when they're searching, when they type in transgender in the search bar or queer parenting in the search bar, and they click on our little icon, more people saying what we do will give more of an idea beyond just our description in the front page on iTunes. And also, the more listener interaction there is, the higher we get on those search listings. Okay. And then that makes it so people can find us. Yes, basically. Okay. You know, the other thing is if you're listening on Stitcher, then click on that little thumbs up like button. You can leave comments there too. Although I believe all of those are tied to each episode and not to the podcast as an entire whole. You can find us on social media, like our Facebook page, circle us on Google+, follow us on Twitter or Tumblr. And you can also click on the survey in our show notes and let us know which of the topics that we've discussed so far you most connected with or you were most helped by or you most were interested in or you most enjoyed listening to. There's a quick anonymous survey. You click on the topics you like. You can always email us if you have questions at transpantastic at gmail.com. Or comment on this episode at our website, transpantastic.net. But we want to hear from you, and we want to know that anyone who is also going to benefit from our stories will be able to find us and hear what they need to connect with. And we do. Jess will answer the email after we talk about it, because she does the typing. I do the typing. I do the words. Yeah. If I had to type it, it would take a long time. And it might sound like English. If I typed it. <laughs> it definitely will if you do. <laughs> it will sound like English if I type it. Although it might be a little bit professorial, I hate to admit. Yes, a little. By a little, she means pretty much entirely. Sorry. Oh, well. But if you type it, it'll sound almost like English. Well, you type it and then you say, read this. And I say, how about if we say... <laughs> and then you change it. Yes. And then I do that because that's what we do. I use big, concise words, and you say, that's correct, but really not the tone that we want in that sentence. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So connect with us and help us connect with anyone else who might benefit from our stories. So then what kind of stories are we telling this week? Gendery things and a transition update. Yes. So I don't know. Should we start the story with the update on your testosterone levels? Yes, we can do that. Okay. So I don't know my testosterone levels. Not no, we're talking about that. We're still waiting to get your blood work. I I have to have blood work come back. But yes. in any case, the doctor said. Well, first of all, you you mentioned that you mentioned this. Yes. Around my two year mark, you mentioned that some people find they change things or their levels get high or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't having that problem when you mentioned it. But then, not too long after that, I noticed a problem. (laughs) I started to feel a little cuckoo, like a particular type of cuckoo, not like a clock or a bird, but... Like mental distress. Mental distress, similar to the type I recognized from menopause. And it feels just kind of confusing, and I was more distraught than I felt I needed to be, and it was something fell off. And I had an endocrinologist appointment coming up. So, And to verify this independently outside of your own existence, I also noticed that, you know, you were a little bit more irritable and you were a little bit more um, irritable. (laughs) Yes, I was. (laughs) And, And this time it was after my shot rather than in the past, especially the first year, the problem would happen right as I was heading towards the end of the week for my shot. So fortunately, I had an endocrinologist appointment coming up because I was feeling like a little off and thinking, are my levels high? What's going on? Well, she'll give me blood work papers and all this kind of stuff. So in any case, when I talked to her, from her perspective as the doctor, it's not like this big deal between 0.5 and 0.6. Yes. Of my shot. Between 100, 110, and 120 milliliters. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of a difference, but but Uh, it's not a huge difference, you know, like. It's not going to approach toxic levels and you're which is what her concerns are, which is what she said when we raised it last time is, well, your levels are nowhere near high enough that we have to worry about it getting too high. So go ahead and go up to 0.6. And that was some time ago. Yes. So besides the blood work, her answer was, if you want to do 0.5, if that's comfortable for you, and that is a average dose for many guys, that is fine. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, it's not a big issue if I'm doing 0.5 or 0.6, but if the blood work comes back super high, then it might be a different issue. Yes. We don't expect that. So I did do then my shot at at 0.5. And And then? That was like that night because I had the appointment that day. Correct. And then I did another 0.5 the next week. Mm -hmm. And after the second 0.5 shot, I got really, really tired. I just wanted to sleep and sleep and sleep. And now was that at the end of the cycle, like you used to drop off at the end at like six or five and a half days? Or was that just like consistently throughout the entire week? 
It was a lot through the whole week, but more so as the week went on. So I don't know, you know, and I, I know my history so far is I'm fairly sensitive. It may not be a big deal to the doctor, which is cool because she's looking at toxicity and appropriate levels and so forth. And mm-hmm. I fall within those ranges and it's all good. Mm-hmm. But I'm fairly sensitive. And so what I think might have been happening is I had been using the Andractum for some time, not with a week on or week off or something like that, but very, very small amounts, not every day, but a lot during the week. Like if I was going to average the days, I'd say four or five out of seven, which is more than every other day and then a couple that you forget. Right. So (laughs) that can raise your testosterone. Yeah. And I also am at a two, two years and well, at the time I saw the doctor, it was exactly two years. So Mm -hmm. that day. Yes. But I'm just over two years. And some guys that we've noticed, and I've run across this with some guys I watch on YouTube who are just over two years, find that their levels get high or that they have other things going on. Like there was another guy who, I don't know that he was doing a shot every week, so he went to every week, but that wasn't working well for him either. So then he went to every 10 days. Hmm. So that was more complicated, but worked better. Yeah. And if it works better, actually, it's less complicated in the long run. Yes, yes. In any case, when I get levels back, it'll be interesting to see if it was just some kind of anomaly or very likely that Andractum had raised the levels a bit and they were too high or who knows. Maybe I'm close to too high and the 0.6 was pushing it over. But then you got exhausted when you went down and that makes me wonder if, it was related to the tea and or if I had a virus, we don't know. Yeah, so we if have you were to just wait. fighting a bug, and we're still both just completely exhausted, like we're recovering from something. Yeah, and if it's parenting, then we won't recover. No, <laughs> so parenting is not going to recover. No, nope. So it, you know, I, I kind of thought at first I thought it was a bug, uh-huh. but I don't know. So we'll just have to see. We'll right. have to do more updates on that when we know we more. We will. Yeah. But related to your testosterone and being just over two years on testosterone now. Things change anyway. Yes. Things like, that you don't think are changing change. We had to go and buy you new button shirts. Yes, because my neck doesn't fit in the other shirts. You you cannot button the top button. You could I, wear a tie, but it would look funny. I couldn't button that button at all. <laughs> the shirts started to look a little funny, even though I didn't need to button them because there wasn't enough space there. Like the way the collar laid, I was looking funny. So we had to go buy a couple shirts that, in case I do have to wear a tie. Yes. I have a shirt that I can button a collar around yes. my neck. Yes, and it happens a few times a year that you have to wear a tie. Right. Thankfully, not all the time. No, but I wouldn't want to run out at the last minute and try to find one because I still have short arms. You do still so have short arms. I have like the medium large size neck <laughs> and the smallest arms that they make yes. on that size shirt. Yes, you do. Fortunately, it fit fine. Well, it fit fine when you get the slim fit shirt. I have to have a slim fit shirt. Yes, this is true. Because that is a couple inches smaller around. Otherwise, around the rib cage in the midsection. Otherwise, you could fit another quarter of me inside of the shirt. That's or not the rest attractive. of my, my neck would fit there. <laughs> you know. 
no, yeah, it would be wrong. You yeah, can't, can't and so shirt. you went and you tried on all these shirts, and we did try on some of the regular cut shirts for not the slim fit. I have before. I didn't this time. You didn't this, this time. This time I looked up which brands at that store near our house had slim fit, and I went to those sections and found the slim fit and tried them on. Uh-huh. I wanted a less expensive shirt than the other ones I had bought because the other ones I had bought on clearance, so they were way cheaper than they usually are, like, I want to say, like, a $60 shirt, and they're not paying for that ever. So right. usually when they go on sale, they're half that and then when they go on clearance they're half that or something in between half that and three anyway. quarters that and a third and something else yes we're we're very <laughs> i'm sure familiar with the mass merchandising discount store setup well this is just a department store but whatever well there's the department stores and then there's the discount department stores you've got like macy's and dillard's and then you've got like pennies and sears oh i just thought those are just Department stores for the rest of us. <laughs> you, you there's don't... needless markup, and then there's the stores we can go to. Yes. So, anyhow, I was glad to find shirts that fit. Yes. I, I put was... it on, and because my shoulders have gotten bigger, even though I'm still this really small person. Yes. <laughs> my shoulders fit in the shirt okay, and the arm was the right length, mm-hmm. because... Part of the arm length on the men's shirt is that side of the shoulder from uh-huh. the neck. And anyhow. Generally, you buy a button shirt, an Oxford cut shirt with two measurements. One is the neck and one is the arm span measured from the spine. Yes. And previously, half of your shirts had been a narrower neck in a men's slim cut size. And you still had a couple shirts, I think, that were a bigger boy's size that well, we had bought you during the wedding, maybe? Yes, because my wedding shirt was a boy's size, the largest, larger boy size. But that shirt hasn't fit in a while. No. I don't even know if I can get my arms in there, let alone my shoulders and my <laughs> neck. That's great. Yeah, it would be kind of funny. It would be. So it's funny to me in a good way. Because and... lots of things are funny in not good ways. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> my neck getting bigger is funny in a good way. For it me. is. I like it, it is. I'm yeah, glad. So that's a positive. Yeah. And you're very clearly just a man now. You know, you you fit the not small men's shirts and you have this patch of hair on your chin and you... I still have my sideburns. You still have your sideburns. He's petting the side of his face, friends. My sideburns. (laughs) He is petting the side of his face. (laughs) I love you. In a good way? Oh, very. Oh, good. You're funny. You're kind of in this de facto stealth space now where you have always been a queer person, queer being, you know, this umbrella term for the entire LGBTQIA, WTF, BBQ. I see why the why the transition transmission girls were saying there might need to be a gazebo <laughs> yes. instead of an umbrella. <laughs> That's great. Which Yes, know. I love it. But It's funny to me that now having lived so long as a visibly queer person and never intending to be completely stealth, never intending to give up your sense of queerness, that now you are in this de facto stealth space that you just have passing privilege and nobody gives it a second thought. No, they don't. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's really bizarre. 
So tell me about passing privilege. Tell me about being a man. Not sure I can really understand it good enough to explain to you yet. (laughs) I'm going to work on that. It seems like wherever I go, I can recognize that people are like, there's just some guy there. Mm -hmm. And I know better. (laughs) But they do act differently. Like guys are a little more relaxed talking to another guy. Mm -hmm. Even though there's this weird guy thing that goes on at the same time of where guys are still like have the posturing. A little competitive and a little bit of jockeying for position while they are simultaneously. you're, You're still in their camp. And they don't recognize that you are an immigrant to their camp. No, they don't. I so know this. Because <laughs> I don't always know what they're doing when they're... Being cis guys. Yeah. The look on his face is terribly baffled. Per- I'm perplexed. <laughs> you guys are doing what? Hmm. Why? Hmm. Okay. Must be a testosterone thing. All right. Well, Lots if of it was a are... testosterone thing, then you'd have been doing it. Well, a yeah, lot of but... these things you have been doing. <laughs> yes, but there's testosterone of the immigrant is different than the testosterone of the cisgender guy who got really used to being seeped in his testosterone all this time, and around the other people seeped in testosterone, mm-hmm. and so they have a culture in their camp that I observe. You say it's all the testosterone. I wonder if any of it's the Y chromosome. Although I don't know because, well, see, I'm not a genetic scientist, so... No, and we all know that the, the recipe of genetics and hormones and brain chemistry and brain structure all play into the concept, the scientific concept of gender as an identity as opposed to a physiology. Yes, So, you know, it's kind of funny to me which parts are coming from where, and God only knows. It's very funny to me, too. But what I mean about the seeped in testosterone part is knowing, especially recently, knowing that something was a little off with my hormones, knowing the feeling quite distinctly how different the hormones make you react, if you only lived in one camp ever, you would have a different life. You'd have that one experience. You wouldn't be able to say you know, what was going on on the other side Mm -hmm. and what that might feel like. Yes. You would only know the thing that you felt and anyhow. It makes me think of a guy I know from way back in elementary, actually. We were all in the gifted program together. We tracked together for like four years in elementary. And so we became pretty good friends and half of us are still Facebook friends. And this guy posts on his Facebook something about it must be the Y chromosome that you know, little boys laugh at fart jokes or something because his daughters didn't, but his sons did. And I said, it's not the Y chromosome. My husband never laughed at fart jokes before he started hormones. This is true. It is true. And now he laughs at fart jokes. I don't know what happened. It's not the Y chromosome. It's Mm. the hormones. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things that that was oddly different. (laughs) And so that's one of those perspectives that those of us who have observed this change, you from the inside and us from the outside, watching transition happen, we develop these perspectives that if you're living stealth, nobody has any clue that you know something. I know things. 
You know things. That I don't want to know and never wanted to know. But you have other knowledge that's, like, amazingly helpful in some situations. It could be if I knew how to tell them. You are not a native male speaker. You're... No, but they don't know that. So when I'm talking, they just... It... Assume that you have an accent? They... Yes, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure they notice something, but they pretty much accept you. I'm not sure they notice anything. But even so, words are not your favorite thing. And so learning how to put those experiences and those thoughts into words, whether it be masculinese or femininese or English in general. Yeah, in general. Was it your writing teacher or your my, literature teacher? Mm -hmm. My English teacher. In college. For your undergrad? Yes. I was at community college, so it was probably like English 101 or something. And I think probably what baffled her is I wrote something. Like she, she had us on the first day come in and write a page on something you've read lately. And I wrote something on this Columbus book I had read, which was all about really what happened with Columbus. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Columbus 1592, or maybe it's just 1592, or maybe I don't have 1492? One of those things. <laughs> For some reason, a five got in my head. It's all pictures for me, remember? Yes, he so, is a picture thinker, for, friends. Yeah, well, 1492. So maybe the book is called that. Maybe the book is Columbus. Maybe it's anyway, 1492. You I wrote about it. I wrote a page, and it must have been English, because I fooled her. And then later, as we started going in the semester, you know, doing our assignments, she said, is English your first language? And I was like, English is my only language. You Sorry. had not started to study any other languages yet at that point. No, I don't think I had. But in any case, it didn't matter. Didn't. Now, I did have this odd English past where in high school, every year, I had at least two, if not four, changes of English teachers. So you'd be studying verbs and nouns, I'll just say, because I don't know. <laughs> and then you'd be studying sentence structure. You'd jump around. And so there was no consistency going on there. Hmm. So I think that's part of the problem. I think part of the problem is... That you're a picture thinker. I'm a picture thinker. There was no use for talking a lot, you know. In the situation in which you grew up? No, there there wasn't much I felt like I needed to say, and being an introvert, it kind of reinforced that further, I'm sure. I'm certain. You know, for all I know, this is my first English language incarnation in a long time. No clue. Or ever. Who knows? No clue. It, it's, it could be any number of things. What were we talking about this? Oh, yes. Communication. Putting, communicating your experiences of having been raised in the other camp and immigrating to the men's camp. Yeah, and some uh, of the things just don't apply at all. Like what? Things that women stand around talking about in locker rooms and things men stand around talking about are different. Women will talk about their hair and clothes and bodily functions, and guys will talk about sports and their workout and things about women. Mm -hmm. Seems like in that order. I see. So far. And so, you know, you have these observations mm -hmm. and you have these experiences and being able to share those in certain situations, being able to have it known that 
you do have these experiences, that you do have this knowledge and this. Nobody does know, but it's starting to occur to me how this is going to apply. Now that things are more settled down, overall more settled down with my transition, that I I may have some more time to consider those things. Yes. How does my status as a person that falls in the T of the LBGQA list, (laughs) the list of things that are not binary. The non-heteronormative queer camp. Yes, that thing. Because they're not all non-binary either, but no, but no. they are etc. Yes, the the I'm non- going to start calling it the etc. <laughs> because we're not included in the rest of the people. We are non-heteronormative. Yes. Eventually we'll probably just be people and those categories will only apply to the other people who are trying to find those people. Right now to me that's still a periphery position. Mm-hmm. In any case, it's starting to occur to me. How does my trans status apply to this situation? And what what are my other options as a person that's an immigrant? So we shall see. Do you have any of those experiences or is it just something that's been happening in your head and you haven't had any chance to apply it to any actual experience as of yet? I have not applied it. I have just come to the realization that this is a possibility. I mean, I guess I kind of heard other guys talking about that, but I still hadn't sorted out enough of what was going on around me. Mm-hmm. And I feel a little more familiar. Like last night when I walked in the bathroom at the movies and every butt was full of pissers. <laughs> they were all full. Yep. And I had to wait a second and it was no big deal to me. So it's not like there's some things that are settling down that, you know, it's not a big deal to go in the bathroom. Wait and, by the doorway for the first open urinal and right. when one opens, you can go use it. That's right. It's no big deal. I'm not like, okay, what's going on in here? And how do I be aware without being too obvious that I'm being aware? <laughs> so. Yes. I just have to pee. That's all. So some of those kinds of things. So that's interesting. We'll, we'll see where that goes. Now that you've been percolating on that for a while, we'll see if it. That was a good one. I liked it. <laughs> Percolating. <laughs> you know, they. I uh-huh. saw a lot of those when I was a kid. I know. Yeah. I bet you They're did. They're very funny little coffee pots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can't leave them on too long or they They'll get all burnt. They'll over-percolate. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Anyway, we'll we'll see if the percolation brews up anything neat. Sounds good. Cooks Co- up any. Coffee always sounds good. So what else we got? I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay will be fairly short today. You have nothing to say? The things I have to say, I haven't figured out how to make words out of them yet, which is really weird, I know. Welcome to my world. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know how you always say to me, like, when when I start dropping things and tripping over things, and you say, welcome to my world. And I think, no, but (laughs) now you know. Yes. This is my world. I, I don't want it. Constantly all day long. I don't want it. I want easy words. I like easy words. They are nice, aren't they? I don't find them very often, but <laughs> they're nice. Thank you for making words with me. Oh, you're welcome. No, I'm not. Well, sort of, sometimes. <laughs> Maybe a little. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We 
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Did you unplug the computer? I did. Okay. Usually you say that out loud. Well, usually I say it out loud if I unplugged it before I... After. ...turned on the microphone, yes. But if I tr- unplug it after, then I can hear the sound when I unplug it. It goes from picking up some weird AM radio station to not picking up some weird AM radio station. The deck is wet. The deck is wet, and we had a freaking four-day weekend, and I'm kind of amazed. <clears throat> Careful. Yes, ma'am. Sorry. I have to get situated Yes, here. you do that. Now we have crickets and birds. <laughs> there are crickets. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. You give us a star rating and a review. However many stars you think we deserve. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I think we're about a three and a half, four star podcast. But I'll cut that because... Because you weren't going to tell them what to do? No. <laughs> Lay down, dog. Oh, for goodness sake. <sighs> so. Go ahead. I don't know. I was going to ask you a question about something completely unrelated while we were I was going to finish my sentence, but. Lay back down. There, now he's laying back down. Don't start licking. Just him licking air is loud. It is. Why does our dog lick air? I <laughs> don't. Lay lay down. Lay down. There you go. Lay down and go back to sleep. Okay. So finishing your sentence. Sorry. So you'd be studying how not to kill your dog. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be studying, you know. (laughs) 